I'm going to address one of the top questions on the mind of every new graduate looking to get into the workforce or actually looking to get employed. The question is, how do I impress at a job interview? And that's a great question because the last thing that you would want to do is to go for a job interview. You interview with a panel or an individual and at the end of the day, you don't stand out. You are just a me too person, you know, not me too in terms of gender equality and things, but me too in terms of just being blunt, average and boring. How do you stand out? Very, very simple. Let's get on with it. Now, to have a great, memorable interview, first things first, you have to dress appropriately for the interview. I just can't emphasize that enough. If the work culture there requires very formalized dressing, you have to dress formally, but you have to top it up, top it up just a notch. Okay. If the work culture there, it's more of um, like a dress down culture, like typically like startup environment, you don't have to wear a suit and tie. Uh, you, you know, so that you are, you are, you, you don't have to look super, super professional because the work culture doesn't really uh, encourage that. So you dress casually, but you, in this case, again, you will top it up a notch, okay, so that you are safe. So you have to make sure that you are properly groomed, you're dressing, everything is crisp, crisp. Even if you're dressing casually, make sure that you're properly ironed up, you've you know, taken a shower, no body odor, that kind of thing. And then you go there with an attitude whereby you are not frowning, you don't have all these kind of, uh, you know, uh, mumbled up face or tense face, that kind of thing. You have to be free, be, be who you are, basically. Um, have a tint of a smile in your face, be approachable. That's the, that's the first one. Then the second thing, which is very important because we want to be memorable, okay, is you are going to have to do your pre-interview research. You're going to have a solid pre-interview research in the sense that you're going to know the, the company that you are interviewing with in and out. You can't show up being ignorant about the company. So you're going to know possibly about deeply about their products and services. If you can know much about, let's say they're a public company and they publish their financials in, in, in the newspapers or online, you, you're going to have to know, uh, for instance, their sales numbers. If you are going to be working in a sales team or if you are applying for a sales position, you have to know their, their uh, turnover, um, their profits, their margins, and that kind of thing. And you also have to know about news media items about the organization. Let's say they've gone and donated some amount to charity or doing some CSR, that is corporate social responsibility work in the community. You, 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 you will be, it will be great to know about all these things. And also, if you would know about the, let's say, executive leadership, the CEO, the chairman, uh, the executive vice presidents, the senior directors, if you know about some of them, go go ahead, research them on LinkedIn or similar platforms of that nature. Because trust me, most of the people that you're going to be interviewing with, I, I would say, quote unquote, your competition, most of them would not do this. So let the panel know that you have really researched the company. 
they will know that this gentleman or this lady is absolutely serious about this position. So that's the second point. Then we move on to the third point. The third point is in, to be memorable. Facts are great, but story trumps facts. Stories would always trump facts. Just think about it. When the last time you went to church that your pastor uh, just preached and never used a single story. You leave the place, you come back home, you don't remember anything. But on the, on the, op on the flip side, if your pastor used some stories, maybe even a personal story, personal stories have more sticky effect than any other story. If they use some amazing stories to demonstrate a point, you never forget about them forever, right? Because stories are powerful. So you are going to have to find a way to craft your answers in stories. And I just can't emphasize that enough. So let me just give you an example. So let's say you submitted your CV and your CV would highlight your job experience, right? And let's say it's, it's a sales position and you listed on your CV um, that you achieved maybe um, what do you call it 100% um, uh, sales growth in a space of two years in your previous engagement with a different employer. Yes, it is good thing. And I always recommend, I, I have other videos that talks about how to actually write a CV because there's a science to it. And the reason why um, there's a science to it is that Certain, the reason why is this, I, uh, since I believe 2000 and if, I think 2006 to the last time that I worked for an organization, um, early parts of 2015, when I worked with Medassets in Dallas, Texas, every interview I had the privilege to attend, a job interview, I was selected, every one of them. So that should tell you something about me. I actually studied this. The interview, there's an art and a science to it. So one of the things that I did is that I crafted my resume or CV in such a way that I dictated the questions that were going to be asked uh, me during the job interview because I made sure that it was, it was going to be rare for them to ask me any question outside of my resume. And if they were going to ask me a question based on my resume, then I am going to answer it and answer it very well in the context of a true story because that would make me memorable. So just getting back to the sales position um, uh, point that I raised earlier. So let's say you apply for a sales position, right? And uh, you, you sit there and they ask you, okay, Mr. Um, Isaac or uh, Miss Alice, um, you indicated that you did X, Y, and Z, or you achieved 100% sales growth in your organization. Mm, tell me a little bit about it. Right. So a blunt answer would be, yes, when I uh, entered, uh, I mean, when I joined that organization, they had a very poor sales team. Uh, there was no sales training and blah, blah, blah. And I, I came in and with my help, we were able to achieve 100% sales growth. Yes, it's an answer, but actually it's not an answer, right? So you can put it in this context. And I'm just going to make this up as I, as I record this video. Basically, I've not even thought about it. But you say, 
Oh, yes. I was excited to join that organization. And when I went in there, I realized that the, the company was not very strong in sales. There wasn't any, uh, there wasn't a properly structured sales team. Uh, the targets were very lousy. Uh, and the people in the team were not very motivated. So when I joined, there were three of us. And there wasn't any uh, kind of proper sales leadership uh, set in place. So one of the first things that I did was I advocated very strongly for the company to put us on a training program. And this is a training program that I knew um, worked very well in other organizations because I took time to research. I even had the opportunity to enjoy some free um lessons out of that program they were doing a, a free uh, three-month trial and in my previous organization i had the opportunity to, to uh, join the trial and it was phenomenal so i quickly recommended it to my new superiors that and, and showed them the value of that training then one of the things that i knew was that if the team is not gelling together sometimes the motivation is low so we got, I made sure that in our team, we made sure we got to know ourselves really well. Uh, we, we got to know our likes, our dislikes, uh, you know, what makes us tick as, as an, an organization so that we could work together as a team. And in doing so, gradually, it unleashed our potential together with the training. So course that would normally take, sales course that would normally take maybe, um, 45 minutes or an hour to do we trimmed we trimmed our sales script down to the letter that now within 15 minutes we were able to close customers and it was phenomenal and because the energy in the team was so coherent we just wanted to come to work and we so we practically moved from let's say uh, uh, we practically moved from a close rate of six percent to a close rate of 25 percent and that increased our sales from $3,000 a month to $30,000 a month. You get the point. So, so I, I just made this up, right? But I'm, I'm telling you about how stories are powerful. That you craft your answers in stories. And this is the reason why when, whenever you are writing your CV, your CV must be written in the context whereby you are highlighting your achievements instead of your roles and your responsibilities, which most people do. So you're going to write your CV in terms of what you achieved, even if you didn't work for a for-profit, but you actually, actually, uh, you actually even volunteered with an NGO or a church or whatever it is. You craft your experiences based on achievements and at the interview, you wrap those achievements around powerful stories that are true and honest. And you show a little bit of emotion. Once you do that, you're going to be memorable. Like that pastor who uses their own life story and a thing of comedy, uh, or yeah, a thing of comedy here and there. Their, their sermons always stay with their congregants years. So that is, what, uh, that is the third point. And the final point is, frankly, at the end of the interview, don't forget and don't be shy to ask for the job. Many people never do this because they don't have the courage. There's a difference between asking for the job and sounding desperate. Those two are not equal. 
Sounding desperate means that you're literally begging for the job. You don't have to beg for the job. You just have to ask for the job. And the truth of the matter is, if you ask for the job in a way that makes you, in, in, in a way that makes you look confident and makes you, it, 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 it puts you across that this guy actually believes in himself and he believes in what he wants or she believes in what they want, right? So, and the best way to ask for a job is, is simply this. Oh, wow. Based on what I know now, after I've interviewed with you, based on what I know now, I, I thought I knew a bit about your company or your services, but based on what I have come to know now, based on this interview, I have even fallen more in love with this organization than, than when we started this job. I'm actually excited about maybe X or Y product that you sell. I'm also, I'm actually excited. I'm excited about X and Y programs that this organization stands for. Right. For instance, the one of the companies that I work for, Medasets in in, in uh, Plano, Texas, uh, actually Dallas, Texas, was an organization that was great to work for because this organization was super caring, not just for the profits, but Medasets and the leadership of the organization at that time was not just about the profits; it was also about the uh, the extra things. For so, for instance, comp the company will give you time. Uh, to go and to you give you time off work to go and and help with a charity of your choice that was great sometimes the company will even give you the chance to bring your family to have lunch with you whilst um, at work so let's say I've, I've forgotten the exact details but it was like uh, I think there was a, a certain part of the of the week or certain days of the week I think it was Fridays where you could bring in your family and they will sit down at the cafeteria and have lunch with you. That was awesome, right? So things like that, assuming you've gotten to know something like that in an interview, you say, wow, knowing what I know now, I think this is the place I want to work with. And I believe that my skill set, my skill set and my experiences positions me greatly to be of help and to be of solution or to actually take this company forward, right? And finally, finally, Probably this point should have been number one, but I just remembered, so I'll, I'll just throw it in there. This is the secret to having a great interview. Do not focus on what you can get. Many people made this mistake. It's about, oh, okay, what, what kind of salary am I going to get? Oh, what kind of this am I going to get? What kind of package am I going to get? No, 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 no. The job interview, have this mindset. The job interview is not about you. It is about them. It, it is about what you bring to the table rather than vice versa. Let it always be like, even if you are desperate and desperate and desperate for the job, never let it sound as if you are coming in for what you can get. It always has to be about them. Oh, what? I have this experience I can bring people together. I'm a team player. I, I, I have energy around me. So when I get into a sales team or when I'm on a sales call and my team is around me, they can sense, they can feel my energy. I bring energy to the team, right? And, and, and I believe my energy is, is going to be infectious to the sales team. 
in a very positive way. And I believe I'm so excited about your company and your products and your services and what you you have to offer and i'm and i'm just literally dying to bring my skills to the fore to help grow the sales team or to help grow the bottom line of this company it should always be about them 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 it's not it, it shouldn't be about you so i think basically these nuggets if you follow them you're gonna knock the interview of the park man uh thank you for watching and uh there's gonna there's gonna be more more content like this so if you uh, are touched by this or uh, inspired by this feel free to um, like uh, this video and subscribe to my channel thank you so much